Welcome to Spring 2023 with the BirdCast. This semester, we will dive into the secret menu of different tools and explore the lesser known features and capabilities that can help you take your productivity to the next level. From shortcuts and hacks to advanced settings and customization options, we'll be digging deep into the world of various apps to reveal the hidden gems that can help you work smarter, not harder. In this episode, we will explore Google Slides and Google Sites. Hey everybody, so glad to be back with you. This is Taylor and I am taking over the role of talking through the secret menu in Google Slides and Google Sites. Now, though the ideas that we share here are not gonna be all of the ideas, there are so many different ways to use these two tools. We figure that these are a few ways that you can practically take your slides uh, abilities and your sites abilities to the next level and use them in different ways to possibly make your job easier or maybe a little more fun. So first, I wanna talk about Google Slides. As you may or may not know, Google Slides is a presentation tool. Uh, it creates slideshows, it can be projected, it provides an opportunity to share information to large groups on screens. You can create uh, photos and put them onto a loop and let them uh, play through as well. But there are some other ways that you can use Google Slides to maybe engage and create different experiences. So one thing that I have done or I've seen done, um, and actually it came onto YouTube probably about 12 years ago. It's gonna kind of age me a little bit, but um, it was called the Google Demo Slam. And uh, what it was is they created a 450 slide presentation. And then when they strung it all together, it created animation. It was an animated cartoon out of 450 slides. So really what that's telling me is that you could create an animated video in Google Slides and just taking on that same role, I think about the um, animators that you used to see who used to draw by hand and flip page back and forth and kind of moving the, the pieces across the, across the page. So I encourage you, if you're curious about stop motion animation, Google Slides could be a spot where you could start to play with that. And again, that's a Google Demo Slam uh, and looking at the 450 slide sh uh, page sl slideshow, that was pretty interesting. Another cool opportunity with Google Slides is actually reformatting it to create an ebook. So you can go in to and format the slide size to whatever you want. So if you went and changed it to an eight and a half by 11 uh, slide, it changes your pages to look more like an actual page. And then you can start designing and, and creating that ebook. Uh, maybe it's a, a book of student work, poetry, stories, short stories, things like that put that into that slideshow, then you can export that uh, ebook as a PDF and take it then to the next level of maybe going to Amazon self-publishing or something like that where you can create a Kindle version of your ebook and almost for free uh, to, so that you can take your kid's work and say, hey, this is not just gonna be for me, this is gonna be for an authentic audience. Your parents are gonna be able to go to the Kindle store, they're gonna be able to search the title of our book and download it onto their Kindle and be able to see your published work. Uh, and again, that's all can be done in Google Slides. It gives you formatting options as far as the text and images go to really create a and publish a pretty neat little ebook uh, as, an, as an option there. 
Some other things to that can be done uh, when you add hyperlinks to your any words that are in your presentation. It ultimately always gives you the choice of adding the slides, so that makes for a really easy uh, table of contents. If you're creating something that students, some sort of a resource or something like that, uh, there's also the ability to embed the video YouTube videos into your slides. So you could create an informative slide with in, with instructions written out, and then a video that includes uh, that information. Uh, for you to your audience to consume as well. Um, there are so many other things to do with Google Slides that uh, there are tons of resources out there. I encourage you to go look up Matt Miller, Holly Clark, some of these, Alice Keeler, a lot of these people, uh, awesome people that have done a lot of different tricks and tips with uh, Google have slides options that are um, that are available. The other neat trick uh, with Google Slides is that let's pretend that you wanted to actually use Google Drawings with your class, but you wanted to insert a video into the Google Drawings with your instructions. So one thing you can do is you can insert your YouTube video into a Google Slide, and then when you click on that video and it creates that highlighted box so you can resize it and move it around the slide, you actually copy that using uh, Control C or Command C, depending on your keyboard. Then go to your Google drawing uh, document and hit Control V, Command V, and it will drop that video into that Google drawing. And so if you had a, an activity where you wanted students to follow specific instructions, and so you put the video, you wanted the video in the drawing that they were going to create, uh, you can use the kind of bounce it through Google Slides in order to get it into Google drawing. Okay, the next tool is Google Sites. If you've not ever played with Google Sites before, we strongly encourage you to, uh, to do so. It lives in your Google Drive. If you click New and do More, it'll say Google Sites. So any website editing, anything that you do will live in your Google Drive, which is so helpful to access and edit. Uh, it's an amazing just web building tool uh, that is very simple to, uh, to work with and to create. But outside of creating just a general website uh, that of any sort of field, whether it's education or business or anything like that, when you think about using Google Sites with a classroom, there are a couple of ideas that we've got that uh, could be done. First one is student portfolios. Now the nice part about Google Sites is that everything within the Google Apps for Education can be embedded directly into your site. So if kids are doing different um, writing projects, presentations, forms, that sort of thing, they can click and embed those in directly without any sort of, without worrying about um, hyperlinking or editing or things like that. It's just there's buttons there for you to be able to connect that. So then the student portfolio gets a lot more active because now they can easily add what they're doing, the artifacts and the summaries and the goals into those uh, websites to be able to connect with them. Another one that's really easy for teachers to do is thinking about when you're using uh, creating menus or playlists, or in some cases, web quests. Uh, using a site instead of a document gives you the opportunity to kind of create a controlled environment for your students. So for example, if I had a menu of items that students had to, uh, had to work with, I could create the pages that have the information on that so students don't ever leave my site so that they can stay focused. Because sometimes when we leave the site to go watch a YouTube video or we leave the instruction page to go to another website, uh, then we get distracted and start searching for other things. And so this way, using a Google site, you can create those menus or those playlists that they live and they hyperlink through, uh, through the site. Uh, 
The cool part about that is, is that you can actually create the navigation so that they go on a specific path. Every page that you create does not have to be seen in the menu across the top or along the side of the site. So you could hide those pages and then hyperlink them through specific items uh, that allow for access only when it's required or needed. So you could create a single path where the students have to move through activities or resources in order to reach their, their ultimate goal. goal. In connecting with that and controlling the pages, hiding the pages and things like that, one of the most fun things that we have used Google Sites for is creating digital breakout rooms. If you're familiar with Breakout EDU or if you've seen them on Teacher Pay Teachers, using Google Sites is an awesome way to be able to create uh, digital breakout experiences where students are learning about information. You're able to hyperlink the specific clues and details into the pages themselves, as well as embedding the locks which live in a Google Form. So that Google Form sits on that page embedded with the specific locks that require specific words or answers to be unlocked. And then all of the clues live around in the Google site. Uh, Peggy Reimers of TCA does this a lot and has some incredible resources around uh, digital breakouts and how they can just create a nice learning experience that's challenging and it stretches the students' minds, but it also allows for clear information to be presented by the teacher. Hi, this is Caitlin. And I'm Heather. Welcome to our new segment called the App Smash, where we spin a wheel of apps and we smash or mash up two of them. Today, the wheel picked Flip and Wakelet. A little bit more about Wakelet. Um, it's a digital curation platform that lets teachers and students organize a mix of content for easy access. You can save links from the web, tweets, Google Docs, PDFs, and more and organize them into visual collections that you can share with the world. Flip, formerly known as Flipgrid, is a video discussion tool where students can record, upload, and edit their own videos to share not only with their peers, but whoever else they choose. So one idea to smash these apps, I actually read in a Matt Miller article um, where he talked about podcasting. I know podcasting with students has Podcasting has become really popular in the classroom lately, and people are trying to find new ways to make that happen, and Wakelet and Flip are a way that you can do that. You can actually turn off the video on Flip and have them just record their voice, or they could keep the video on and annotate or do whatever they'd like with Flipgrid. Uh, I should just call it Flip, huh? Uh, with Flip, um, but after you create those audio files, you can organize them into episodes through Wakelet. So this would be a great way to keep all those episodes in one spot and to be able to share them with others um, with that authentic audience. Another idea to smash these two apps together is to use Wakelet as an explore board for a topic. For example, like historical figures or scientists, scientific uh, or math jobs, STEM, STEAM jobs, and basically have all of the information like different video links and podcasts and articles that they can click on and read. And then they create a flip video telling what they have learned. Okay, so we need to figure out what we're going to smash next episode. Let's spin that wheel. The first app is... Google Sheets is the first app. Woo, woo, woo. Some people are happy, some people are not. We'll see how it, 
how it goes here. The next app is Padlet. Woo! Google Sheets and Padlet will be our next episode segment app smash. How? How? <laughs> okay, and now we need to figure out who will be bringing the ideas for the app smash. Fingers crossed. The first is Andrea Gray. Woo! The next will be, oh, delayed <laughs> applause. Woo. Caitlin <laughs> Latham. <laughs> bringing you got this. Sheets and Padlets next episode. Thanks for joining us on our app smashing journey. We hope you've learned some new ways to combine your apps and create something truly unique. Remember, the possibilities are endless when it comes to app smashing. So keep experimenting and have fun. Thank you for joining us for the BirdCast. We hope that you enjoy this next semester of diving into the secret menu and different ways that we can smash apps to create innovative, exciting learning experiences. Catch up with us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so you know you're notified when our new episodes come out every other week. In addition, the Birdville Nest team will be going to TCEA in early February, presenting in nine sessions across the week. So we encourage you to get connected with the Nest, find our team, and let's have some great times learning. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.